As followers of Christ, we are faced with new norms and societal changes that may differ from our worldview. We see fads continue to shape not only our culture, but our beliefs as well. Are we following the trends of life, or are we seeking after the deeper truths which God places before us? We'll discuss these questions and more in Trend or Truth. Hey everybody, this is Zornio here, starting, uh, I guess maybe we may call this season three of our podcast episodes. Uh, we took a little bit of a break over the over the Christmas, and then of course the weather got us a little bit, and so we've been a little bit delayed, but we're excited to do this. Uh, let me go around our panel here and kind of just introduce who we got with us. Um, all of you know, uh, he's on here quite often, Wes P-Dub. Hey guys. <laughs> Caught you off guard. Yeah, you, you did. Huh? That's, I like to do that. So, and then also we have here uh, new to the podcast, um, but kind of new to the amp station, which we're furious about because she's like a junior in college now. And <laughs> she snuffed us for the first two years, but that's okay. We're glad to have her here now. And she's actually spoke last night at amp. So that, that that's super cool. But uh, it's Leah Anderson. Hello. Hello. And then one of my favorites, <laughs> and I'm allowed to say that because she's my daughter. Um, but uh, and she's been on here quite a bit, quite a few times. So Addison Lasornio, I'm sorry, Addison <laughs> Nakashima. Hola, hola. I'm, I'm gonna get better at that someday. So uh, today we're gonna talk a little bit about identity. We know we've done something about identity. We're gonna go from a little different angle this time, I believe. So uh, I'm really gonna pass this over to Wes and let him kind of start the uh, guiding our conversation. And um, we're excited to talk about this. Yeah, I mean it's a topic that you can't really talk too much about. Uh, but as I was thinking where we have covered things in small group or, you know, the series that we've got coming up, it, it made me think about how things have been so divisive in our country. Like I, I would say one of the most divisive periods in oh, American no history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I've heard a lot of people that have influence, you know, whether they're celebrities or, or whatever, say some good things that are like trying to find common ground. And one of those statements was, well, we should just remember that we're all human. And I really think that's important. Um, and it should be something that unifies us. But I really think it depends on how you answer the question. What does it mean to be human? Yeah, and I think it's one of those things, too. Like, you know, the other day we were kind of sitting around, you and I and Leah, and um, I think Logan was here. And, mm-hmm. and I was just like, it was one of those over-the-head over the head questions. The <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but then talking about it today made a little bit more sense because I start looking at it now from the two different views, the worldview, you know, uh, or there could be varying worldviews that would change that answer, and then looking at it from a Christian mindset. And, uh, you know, with a Christian mindset, it's totally different than what you see out there. And, and I mean, even though I don't agree with everything that's going on politically, racially, all these things, um, I still have to find some way to show my identity in Christ through it. And, and that's important and that's valuable. And so then you've got to, normally you go to, you go to scripture to find those things. That's what this, this podcast is about is trend or truth. And, you know, and the Bible tells us that we're supposed to, first, we're supposed to love everyone. We're supposed to love God. But, and then because we love him, he makes us able to love others, even though they're in disagreement. 
And I think that's the best starting point for me is to uh, wake up and look at people and say, that's a child of God, no matter what their opinion is, no matter what they look like, no matter all that stuff aside, I need to love them. And with that means I'm not going to judge them. I'm not going to condemn them. Doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to condone everything, but what, what can be my part in helping them live a life of, of happiness and joy and peace and comfort and all those things as well. And the child of God statement is really where this is coming from. Is it, I think it has everything to do with our underlying beliefs about the origins of human existence, right? Because when you're talking about what we think, as far as origins are concerned, if you don't believe that you're created, if you don't believe in the Genesis origins of humanity, then how does that change what you think about human beings? Like, I mean, go to uh, evolution and all the social Darwinism that's out there. Have you guys really thought any about that stuff? Like, a lot of the things that people claim about religious beliefs in the United States and you know, some of the things that they talk about are Christian-based, really don't come out of an origin-based belief system, like the Genesis account of who we are as human beings, because you can't be divisive about subtle differences between human beings and believe what it says in Scripture, you know, about the creation story. Is it if we are all human, we're all created by God, and some of the ridiculous petty differences that we come up with shouldn't matter whatsoever. It shouldn't be something that divides us. But like you said, if we're all children of God, you know, created by God, then that should be what unites us and give, gives us intrinsic value, right? I think that a lot of the divisiveness that comes about is from people not believing that they are a child of God right? and not having that foundation. So, you know, you have the people who believe in Darwinism. Well, they're not going to agree with somebody who's a Christian, but the big issue kind of going back to what he said, Zorn said, my dad, um, <laughs> it's always weird, but, um, it's just saying like, you know, if we just love each other, regardless of our beliefs, it's not really our job to condemn somebody or tell them if they're right or wrong. It's, our right to love them and hope that and pray that God changes their heart. And I think that that's where all the divisiveness comes about politically, racially, and so much more than that. And that does come back to whether or not what your truth system is, whether that's, Mm -hmm. you know, the Bible or the world or humanism or whatever it may be, or if it's going to be, you know, something that you believe is totally separate. And if it's separate, then you still have to love each other. Like that's all there is to it as a Christian anyways. (laughs) Right. And I, I think that's, the issue it's not the person that disagrees with you other than like i was saying the intrinsic value of humanity you can you can be in a difference of opinion whether it's and i hate i don't want to get into any political discussions honestly <laughs> but you know what i'm saying it's just like we get so upset about differences of opinion or what we like or don't like and we dismiss the fact that it's okay to disagree with people without like treating them like garbage. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, you know, this kind of leads into, I love what Addie said, but I, I also believe a lot of the divisiveness comes from within our own 
people group of Christianity Christians, you know? right? <clears throat> because uh, you know, talking about politics, I, I got a buddy right now that that I just talked to the other day, and him and another guy who are two Christians is what they claim. Mm-hmm. They're not friends anymore, yeah, because of politics. I mean, so. How your, petty is that? <laughs> your identity in politics is so overwhelming that it overcomes your God. Uh, and I don't remember it, someone at Destiny Life. I don't remember if you were there, Leah, um, but someone had said uh, sometimes we idolize our own opinions. And man, that like stuck me right in because I've had Huge. I've had strong opinions about these masks and about <laughs> you know the the dangers of COVID and I and I still have those opinions. But when I put those opinions above what God's telling me to do, you know, when I when I go into a store now, I, I pull my mask up. I hate it, but it's what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I can't be in here telling you to respect authority, to respect your government, to do all these things that that don't feel like it would impact your Christianity. Well, it does because the Bible tells us that we're supposed to give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. We're supposed to respect the people that are in authority. Joe Biden's there because God put Joe Biden there. I've taught that. I can't now not go and do it on a small local level government because my opinion's too high of what I think about COVID and stuff. So we do it too. Don't don't lose that in, in all of this for sure. No I think question. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, the divisiveness in the church is a big a big topic that gets overlooked a lot, and that's not just within a church building, but within the body of Christ as a whole. You know, we have all these different denominations, all these different beliefs, all these different nitpicking differences. Where I believe, you know, so and so can be a leader, but you know, if you've been divorced, then no, you can't be a leader because you've done wrong. You've right. sinned. Well, I hate to break it to you, but we've all sinned. Yeah. Like, that's what yeah. the reality is, you yeah. know? Right. Just because your sin's different doesn't make it any bigger. And um, I think that that's where a lot of the differences, the divisiveness in the church is reflecting upon the divisiveness in the country and in the world even. And that comes about with COVID. You know, everybody has their different opinion, yeah. opinions, but also with the politics and with, um, you know, the racial issues and also even with, like, the issue of homosexuality and things like that. You know, those things are impacting so many different levels of the church and the government but that still all comes back to just loving people yeah it's not as hard as we're making it out to be no matter what exactly Mm -hmm. where they're at just love people and Mm -hmm. that changes everything because hating them is not going to do anything like that's the thing is hating them it's like what you said you know your hatred for somebody is outweighing what your actual love in god is what your identity in god is like that hatred is above everything else and that's that's not how it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. right and to me that's where everything comes down to is that if you look at the new testament especially acts the book of acts and you talk about all the different churches that paul's trying to unify everybody that is criticized for being divisive because he calls out specific people in those congregations for being divisive. In other words, looking for things that separate us instead of things that bring us together. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, depending on uh, where your doctrine comes from, and this is not a doctrinal issue, but talking about things that are essential or non-essential, are those things usually that are on the I guess the the perimeter that separate denominations, but then you see it's like, well, I'm not going to throw stones at denominational differences, but at the same time, 
are those the things within even a single congregation that are non-essentials that keep people from focusing on their identity in Christ with the purpose of becoming one body? Definitely, like mm-hmm. the legalism behind all right. that. Right, mm-hmm. that's, that's where I'm going with this. Is it, is it how much of our legalistic details and, and non-essential stuff is taking the place of our identity that brings us together in Christ. And and I agree with all the things that you were saying is the little, and those are identity issues. If you think about it, mm-hmm. it's like people within the LGBTQ community finding their identity in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not saying this has anything to do with the way we love people for whatever reason, but if we were finding our identity in Christ and not all these other things, whether it's politics or, or the uh, activism or whatever it is, and it's all focused on the gospel and that, that being Jesus-centered, how many of these other things would just be like, why does it even matter? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that you know, whenever we get rid of the legalism and the what's accepted as being okay within a certain church or within a certain denomination Mm -hmm. or, you know, set of beliefs, then you can kind of focus on more of what actually matters. Because like something that I've seen, especially as I, I mean, I grew up in the church, so I've had years of seeing things change, but it's not until you get older until you start to see, you know, the flaws and Mm -hmm. you start to see what you agree with and what you don't agree with. You start to develop your own opinions. And something that I have seen is people fake it because they think that like, oh, well, I can't be flawed. I can't sin. I can't have these open issues with myself and, or with my family. And instead they just hide it. Well, what's that doing? You know, that's one of the things I love about that's one of the things I love about Destiny Life is they're like, just come as you are and we'll figure it out. And they're there for you and they're judgment-free zone. It's like, you know, Planet Fitness or whatever. <laughs> judgment-free zone. I love it. Those people are judging. I'm sorry. You know they are. DLC does not. Okay. <laughs> but I love that because you can come in, you can be who you are and nobody's going to be like, oh, well, so-and-so, you know, has this going on in their family and this is, they're flawed and they're sinners and they're, you know, they're going straight to hell and mm-hmm. they don't have that. It's, so unlegalistic in that in that atmosphere because they aren't thinking about what you're doing wrong they're like okay well how do we help you through it exactly Mm -hmm. well and i think when you have leadership that's willing to step up and be vulnerable and honest and authentic i think that changes your congregation Uh, you know um and not to sound like a brag but i think that's one of the things here that that helps amp to be successful is that they see the supposed leader in me fail more than he succeeds Mm. and it's going and it's like well if that chump can make it i've got a chance in this you know that guy's doing okay with it and but he's just honest and admits whenever he struggles or falls or but it also is amazing because i've got all these people here that help pick me right back up you know uh last week or couple of weeks ago whenever we were able to have service and I, you know, I spoke on the giving and, you know, I hate talking about money and uh, man, like the least likely uh, Trevor came up to me and was just like, man, that was, that was needed to be heard. Zorn, you know, like he, like he wanted to encourage me because he knew how tough it was for me, but he wanted to be there for me in that moment and try to help bring some unity to the situation, you know? Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up um, because all of this is, is, focused around Genesis 1 and the origins and the creation story and how God created human beings in the image of God. 
and uh, depending on which translation you read, we read the message, and it was really long. <laughs> it's different how it sections out the verses, I know, but it also said like created in God's nature. If yeah. I'm not wrong, yeah. and how when you look at human beings uh, being different from the rest of creation, as well as in the likeness or nature of God, what is it that makes us um, either alike or different from anything else in creation or alike and different from the creator himself? And that's what really sort of like grabs a hold of my attention and, and says, okay, so what is God saying about us uh, with, with being created in his image you said child yeah i think that in god's image like we're supposed to be authentic so i mean that's the same thing god is who he is he's okay. i am who i am you know yeah literally and i thought that was popeye like, the sailor man, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but um i think that that's just part of being you know made in the likeness of god is trying to strive to be more and more like him every day and whatever that means for you and as an individual like as far as what your skills and your talents are that's going to contribute to that Mm -hmm. I agree and just like being vulnerable in that journey also and being honest with where you're at is really important too for sure yeah because you know that's one of the things is I think as a as a follower of Christ, and I'm talking about like you're fighting for it. We're we're in this thing. You want to be where other people are, you know. And, mm-hmm. and the Bible's clear about not comparing ourselves to other people, but it's so hard not to do that because you want to be at this level. And I, I know there's not levels; it's a it's all a process. But still, if you can be honest with yourself, then I think you can go to the Bible, go to the areas, allow God to work in your life where He can build you up in those areas that you are lacking. Um, but if you think you you're okay in a certain area, why would you allow God to address address that? Mm-hmm. You know. But if you are honest and you're upfront and you and God knows anyway, I think mm-hmm. half the time God's just waiting for us to say, "Okay, <laughs> I suck at this. You need to get involved." Yeah. Um, and then He starts to go to work because if we're not saying that, are we going to allow the work to happen anyway? How many times has someone told us something? And we wouldn't receive it. And then when we're finally ready to receive it, they say the same thing. And we're like, oh, yeah, you're right. I think I'm going to get on that, you know? It's exactly what Leah just said, like being vulnerable. I mean, you come back, we are children of God. You know, it's really hard to make yourself into the likeness of something that you've never seen (laughs) and into somebody you've never met. And into, you know, I can try to be, you know, this image that I want to be or be this, you know, type of person but like a jock or you know grungy or a hippie or whatever it is but like you're not you can base that off of something whenever you're trying to be a follower of God it's like okay well I'm gonna just try my best and you know getting into the word can obviously help you learn that but Mm -hmm. like what Leah said about being vulnerable like you're a child you're coming to God like I don't know what I'm doing whether you know that he wants you to know that he's that you're trying to be different that's one thing but like whenever you're coming to him and just being like I don't know what I'm doing that's that's a whole different thing because then you're open to the change. Yeah. And I, I think that like for me personally, like working in youth ministry and stuff, I have found that people who are following you respond a million times better to vulnerability and truth than they do to you trying to hold this mm-hmm. image yeah. of being something. 
because people like no matter how good you think you're hiding something I feel like people catch on to to fakeness yeah, really definitely. well so and good. so just being vulnerable even in that position of leadership is important mm -hmm. and I think being able to say like I'm in this with you and I go through the same struggles as you is important and um just trying not to not to put on this this face or this facade that you're that you're perfect because we're human and we're going to fail mm -hmm. you know and so yeah I think that that people just respond to that a lot better definitely yeah I had a, an issue here where um I felt like one of one of our crew was just struggling a little bit and 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 it was eating me alive and I didn't really feel like I could address it for a couple of reasons um and but the main one was I didn't think I could do it right because I didn't know what right was yeah and I just went to God and I said God you know if I'm even supposed to address this you're gonna have to make it obvious and I'm talking about he knows how simple I am so he's gonna have to make it real <laughs> obvious and then the other thing was you know if you do put that upon me you're gonna have to be with me because right now I feel frustrated. I feel mean. I feel a lot like the old Zornio, the stuff that's supposed to be removed, but I don't know how to handle things with tact that are that serious and about with someone that I love that much, you know, and, but that's where the, that's where everything changed was my love for that person was so deep that I wasn't going to handle this without God in it because I know I would screw it up then. And mm -hmm. so it was just one of those patient and, 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 you know, kind of one of those things like, Maybe I'm not supposed to fix it. And I'm okay with that too. Maybe I'm the one that's wrong. And that was a conversation I had with God. Like, if that's the case, light it up because I'll accept it. I'll eat it, but I need to know, you know, and, and being God, who he is and how he works, he, he, he made it work out. And it was uh, a conversation that was just unbelievable. And the, the response was incredible. I'm jealous now of the response. I, I wish I could get deeper into it, but the response was amazing. And I'm just like, teach me how to get to the end that you got to, because I want to be able to do that. Cause, cause they went to God and they found what, what he was speaking to their heart, not what Zornio was. And it was just an amazing deal. But the whole thing was if I didn't love that dude, or if I didn't uh, go to Christ about it, then my old identity was going to get involved and it was going to be ugly for everyone. And I didn't want that. And that's operating out of that love First of all, authenticity also. Which we got to remember, just because you say I love you doesn't mean you're saying something oh, yeah. out of love. We, we, yeah. we all do that. It's just like well, saying, I'm no, out no of offense, love, but. but uh, yeah. yeah. You need Usually to quit wearing my clothes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's one of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I yeah. mean, we say that. We, we try to use that as a preface, and it's not. If you're if you're saying that, it, your tone and your uh, your expressions and all those things should show whether or not God's in it with you and it's out of love. And I think yeah. that if you take the time to pray about it, that's a pretty oh, yeah. good indication that you're yeah. actually have your heart in the right place. True. It's good. So th this is like so good because first of all, you brought up childlike, right? Or you said child of God. Yeah. So childlike, you guys are talking about being vulnerable. And so I'm thinking about all this stuff in the setting of the garden of Eden and essentially you have two human beings that don't know anything about life. You know, mm -hmm. they may be what we might think is physical age of adults, but literal children, but literal <laughs> like children that are innocent and vulnerable. 
and they don't have any pretension to like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so that the good things about being childlike where you you're willing to be teachable, mm-hmm. you're willing to be vulnerable and innocent for what God's trying to show you. And I think that's critical to everything that we've talked about is this like if we're all in the same mindset that we're all serving God, we're all serving uh, a purpose that's bigger than us and we don't pretend like we know what we're doing, we can do this better than someone else, but our focus is to build, you know, God's kingdom and just be authentic and correctable. And, but it, isn't and that what makes Ant awesome? I mean, no one's afraid of embarrassment in here. That doesn't happen in here. You know, um, there's, we've had people openly talk about, uh, sexual abuse, um, uh, within families, you know, uh, homosexual activity, um, uh, alcohol, drug, someone coming in and thinking it was a bar and staying for the, the semester. Yeah. They didn't stay for service. Okay, they we'll stayed for the semester play some ping pong. <laughs> and really didn't change anything except for just hanging out with us. And, and, you know, there was never a point where we're like, Hey, you're going to have to change or stop coming. That ain't what happened. Yeah. It was like, dude, keep hanging out and hopefully, because who makes that determination on whether you're supposed to change anyway? And that that's mm-hmm. on God, right? Yeah. All we're supposed to do is love them. But I think when you don't have that fear of being embarrassed or feeling less than or anything like that, you are willing to open up. And we know that when we open up is when God starts to work. We know yeah. that that's if, if you need healing for from those, those uh, you know, a, a sexually immoral past or alcoholism or drug addiction, any of those things, lust, all those things. God will go to work whenever you start to open up, be honest about it, be vulnerable. Don't be afraid to be embarrassed because it's not happening here. And then you start realizing too, that there's people in the room that are raising their hand going, Hey, that happened to me. And let me tell you how God worked in my life. Mm-hmm. Hey, I've been through that. Let me show you what I did. Hey, I know about that. I can help you with this deal because it happened to me too. And God changed my heart in the thing. Right. And going back to what you said about like the Garden of Eden and everything, you know, as soon as they sinned, because sinful nature always comes into the picture, they came back around and they were like, yeah, you know, they tried to lie, obviously, and say, you know, we didn't do that. And <laughs> then it was like, well, obviously you did. And God's going to know that. Yeah. But they it took them being like, OK, yeah, we did that. We messed up. And God still came around and loved them through it. And he was like, okay, I'm going to help you through this. They got clothes and they got, you know, all the things that they needed. Now they lost the garden of Eden, but (laughs) you know, he still loved them through it and was able to help them move on and learn things from their experience and, you know, basically get through their sinful nature and try to keep, I mean, they're going to keep battling with it, obviously, but they grow their relationship with Christ through that. Right. And I, I think we can all learn from that instance. Um, when we were talking yesterday about, the garden and we were talking about how environment can shape our identity you exposure that yeah and it's like you have this scenario where they have everything okay so it's not like in our world today where we have to work for everything like that's because of them that's yeah their fault. <laughs> yeah let's blame blame them next time you, your kids get mad at you because you have to get a job so you know <laughs> what i mean all those kinds of things but the idea that 
they all they had to do was be in relationship with God and each other. Mm-hmm. That was their their like only responsibility. It's kind of mind blowing. And so I was thinking about the differences and how we think about day to day existence and how maybe in more primitive cultures that we feel sorry for people that maybe live in a grass hut or um you know don't have internet connections they don't have devices and all these other things that we think we need every second of every day even climate control i'm just like (laughs) i don't know that i could live without air conditioning that's one thing i'm really grateful for and i'm like we're feeling sorry for these people that have a very simple life but if they've got shelter and they've got all the food they ever needed and stuff like that then i turn around i'm like how is that not better to to think that they don't have all of these distractions and really exposure to things that make them question god Mm -hmm. because that's essentially what happens you have this perfect environment and all of a sudden they have doubt in their mind that god's actually given them everything that they need they're Mm -hmm. exposed to the idea just the thought in their mind is like well god's holding out on you well yeah because we think we need things that we definitely do not right um you know our phones our cars i mean i mean there's tons of things that we don't need but they sure make life easier right and sometimes i think we get confused in that and we get um i don't think it i don't think it uh i can't remember what you just said but it's more like those things are competing with god so that's even worse than than what you said because to me that means we're making the choice now it's like well i don't know i kind of would rather do this than honor god and that's way more dangerous exactly so I think what that brings me to is is understanding our role. Uh, you know, when you brought up the fact about stewardship, is that how do we make our environment, our everyday life, uh, more conducive to living for God instead of living for ourselves? <laughs> so it, many ways. <laughs> you know, no, no, not see to me. <laughs> to me, uh, there's one way. Okay, tell Elaborate. us. Elaborate, oh, yeah. yeah. He's got the, the Okay. <laughs> Are you guys going to do it? I mean, Probably why not. tell you if you're not going <laughs> to do it? Is the power just going to go off like no. as soon as you say yeah, it yeah. on the podcast? That's all for this one. No. <laughs> Find out next week. <laughs> it's make him everything. Yeah. Make him completely everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not great at this, but my intention for it is uh, everything that I, I don't feel like there's anything that I do in my life that is not for God. Um, sometimes a little bit of Zorn gets in the way, but man, it's, it's unintentional. You know what I mean? Where right. used to, it was all Zorn and maybe a little God would get in it unintentionally. You know, I believe God saved Addie a couple of times and I just got hundred percent spillover favor there. It was, wasn't anything I was doing, you know, it was probably wasn't even my prayers that were being it. Cause I was so far away from him and doing my own thing that he should have never been listening to me. Um, but he still saved her life a couple of times. Now, Kimberly was still talking to God. So hope, but that's what I'm saying. It was spillover for me, you know, but now every single thing I do, I do because of God, I I try to honor him in it. I try to serve him in it. Don't always get it right, but it's my, it's my goal. 
and uh, and that changes things when that when you do that it's it's hard to even carry around guilt and shame and mm-hmm. in, in certain things uh you know i think it's uh second corinthians 10 5 that says take all thoughts captive to the obedience in christ man that that right there tells you that you know you see something that you you shouldn't want and you shouldn't desire but then you stop and go you know what let's say it's a person and and, and it's a lust filled thought now instead of something that embarrasses you or shames you or makes you feel guilty for your your terrible thoughts now you go no I'm I'm that's a child of God I'm going to look her in the eyes I'm going to talk to her with uh honor and reverence and 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 be kind and and not look at it as a conqueror or something that I could dominate or or an object and now you have victory in something that just before might have given you shame Mm -hmm. that changes everything and when you do that in your life day in and day out trying to live for him you find more victory than you find defeat even when you're not doing everything exactly like you feel like you ought to yeah and i i feel like people are taught in today's society like from such a young age that to find security in material things you know, work so you can go to school so you can get a good job and make money. And we forget about our original purpose, which is to glorify God. And yes, having like, that's not to say having a good job is, is a bad thing, but like you've got to find a way to bring God into that. And it can't be just about you. Yeah, I think too. that um, like going off of that is, you know, you kind of have a Zorn has a interesting aspect to his spiritual walk because he's a pastor. If you want to call you that, I don't know what we call you. <laughs> Loose term I've for been pastor. Called a lot worse. <laughs> Trust but me. he runs the ministry. He does baseball because of the ministry. You do all these things because of the ministry. You're full time ministry. I mean, that's all you do. You eat, live, breathe, and drink ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, your Wes is kind of the same way. I mean, honestly, you're up here all the time. You're yeah. always doing something ministry. Lee and I aren't. Um, so it's a little bit harder whenever you're in school, you're working yeah. and finding your purpose and, you know, spreading the love of God and being, a like sphere, like being an influence in your sphere. And, um, I know like for me, whenever I'm sitting at my desk for 12 hours a day studying, I feel like that does not do a whole lot for God, but I know eventually it will. And like Leah, I don't know how you feel, but like, I'm sure there's something that you do on, I mean, you come to AMP, obviously, and mm-hmm. things like that, and that's, like, something that you influence, yeah. but it's a lot harder to find those things, or feel like you are making a difference. I wouldn't say harder to find, it's, like, different to, yeah, it's yeah, different to sure. feel like you're making an impact whenever you can't be in ministry 24-7, mm-hmm. you know? But I think that's, I think that's the enemy's number one tactic, is to try to uh, distract you with uh, the, the non- uh, immediacy of your impact you know mm-hmm. why are you in med school why are you studying 12 hours a day because i'm in med school <laughs> and i want to be a doctor and i want to do missions why do you want to be a doctor because i want to do medical missions right and i mean i i realize that that's why i'm there yeah. and what i'm doing and i realize that eventually that's going to have you know it's spiritual payout if you want to call it yeah. that and i know that like you know i didn't want to go to roger state because it's close to home. And if you live in Claremore, nobody wants to go to RSU. You just kind of end up there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, I know God's supposed to put me there. I don't know why. And a couple of weeks we were standing here in AMP and there were like a lot yeah. of people here. And I was like, Oh, I guess this is why, you know, like three years later, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, here we are. And it's just like, you kind of end up where God wants you. If you're tracking along, but sometimes you don't feel like you're tracking along. You feel like yeah. you're just lost, you know, you feel like you're just 
kind of swimming in a bubble and trying to hope that you show up somewhere. <laughs> but I think that's I think that's where what we're talking about comes into play. It, it's I my identity isn't in being a doctor. My identity isn't in being a student. My identity is in Christ. So everything that I do matters for Him, mm-hmm. and that starts to change. And that and that will that will mean that when you're in. Um, med school you're going to be impacting people that you're in med school with you're going they're going to be hearing about your missions trips and things like that and not because you're bragging but because they're a part of your life that's that's who you are now um same thing for you lee i I know that you don't get to talk to people without them knowing that last night on wednesday at pax we had this really cool thing that happened you know and uh reggie actually was friendly to somebody and (laughs) you know god was in that i'm kidding she'll be so mad at me she don't listen to this anyway so but you know it's that's who you are Mm -hmm. and that's what we've got to embrace that's what we've got to be excited about and that's in the lulls and the and the what seem like the low times that's when we got to go to god and just say hey what am i missing is there something you're putting in my path that i'm not catching Mm -hmm. Uh, and if there isn't then start putting it in there because i want to feel used i want to feel uh, like i'm a part of your mission and, and and i want to be in that may not give that to you but more than likely when we ask him for something he almost always gives us even more so it really is like as simple as just being like okay well how can i use this for god yeah and i think we make it a lot more complicated than that and you know going to rsu i was like well how can i make this for god well i'm gonna eventually hopefully go to med school i'm gonna eventually hopefully you know make a difference at that point i didn't know i wanted to do missions at the time but i realized like okay, well, I'm going to start a Bible study because I might as well like do something for college students. And then that obviously flourished into this crazy ministry. But it was as easy as being like, okay, well, how can I make this for yeah. God? Instead of wondering like, okay, well, we don't have the finances. We don't have a building. We don't have the funding. We don't have yeah, the people. You know, it's just like, literally, like you were, Leah is like, okay, well, how can I make this for you? So she joins packs and starts leading packs and makes a difference in tons of people's lives that are younger who are going to see you and see how you're leading and how you're being vulnerable mm-hmm. and authentic and in those things and they're going to hopefully do that whenever they get old enough yeah. to do that and i don't think you think about those things whenever you're well, doing it you're just kind of like yeah. this is pleasing to me and pleasing yeah. to god so here we are yeah i think i i have a girl that waited on me 200 times at sonic okay her name is mckenzie i'm, I'm using her name and i'm gonna tell her <laughs> she's gonna have to watch, listen to this but um, I'm talking at least 200 times this girl had waited on me there because I, I was there all the time. And uh, one day, I just it just hits me. I'm like, I don't know why after 200 times it hit me, but I'm like, she's got to be a young adult age, you know? <laughs> and so, um, so I ask her, you know, how old are you? Don't think this is weird or creepy, but I'm, I've, I've got a point to my what I'm saying here. And she tells me she's, you know, in her early 20s, whatever, 1920. And, and uh, I said, well, hey, I, I've got a... a building up here where a bunch of young people meet and we just talk about God and we have a service and no pressure, no big deal. But if you're ever interested, we'd love to have you up there. Super welcoming, super inviting. Just stop by someday and see us. She has been in here never. (laughs) Okay. But every time I go in there now, the 259 times I've been there since that day, every time she gives me my change or whatever and then says, God bless you. Now, I don't know if she means it, I don't, but you know what I mean? But yeah. she knows now who and what my life is based on. And that has some impact. Uh, I'd love to see her in here. That'd be awesome. But that's not, that's not what the point is. She had one point of contact with Christ now. 
not me, but you know what I'm saying. Somebody spoke into her life and just said, hey, we love God. We'd love to give you that same opportunity. And now she makes a conscious effort every time that I go in there to say that. And that matters to me now, too. You know, I mean, it's just one of those deals. that's like I'm 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 excited every time I go in there and she's the one because now I kind of kind of wait for it and get excited for it. Absolutely. I this is probably me just putting everything together but I want to like change our title uh, for today's podcast and, and just call it chi- being a child of God. You well, we, know? Don't, we don't have a title, so yeah. we can do whatever we want. And in the sense of you're talking about submitting everything, all your thoughts to Christ, and it makes me think of what do children do when they have to make a decision when they're really little? What do they do? They go ask their parents. Yeah. They immediately, they have a dilemma. They don't know what they're supposed to do. But they run to their parents because they realize that's the source of, of truth and wisdom in their lives. They're going to be it, protected in the answer, even if it's not what exactly. you want. You know you're going to be protected in the answer. You got it. And so, I mean, this is like such a humbling way to look at as an adult when you use the word maybe innocent or vulnerable or whatever, it's like, I'm not innocent and vulnerable. Yeah. I'm a hairy man. What it's are you talking about? It's almost disgraceful. Yeah. Like, we look at it as if it's a bad thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this whole conversation has been a different idea. It's just like, what does it mean to be a child of God in the sense that we never get to the point where we're making decisions or even having thoughts without him? Without him. And so that changes all of our intentions our purpose that we have in life for whatever we do, it's all submitted through, you know, that filter. It's like, God, what, what do you want to do with this? This is not about me. Yeah. Yeah. And the honesty that comes with that, yeah. the honesty of not just what you say, which kids are super honest, sometimes brutally mm-hmm. honest. Oh yeah. Um, but also with, with how they live. I mean, you know, kids aren't, they're not embarrassed by anything. No, and they're excited for everything. Like, yes, whenever you succeed, whenever you do something good, whenever you feel proud of yourself, you're gonna go show, you know, the adults in your life. You're gonna go show the source of wisdom, you know, and go one further. If something awesome happens for your buddy, you're you're excited for Mm -hmm. him. There's no, oh, I wish that had been for me. Yeah, you know that it ain't like that. It's like, guess what, Larry got for Christmas, man. You know, it's it's so true. I I can't believe we got to that. that. Again. We're not smart enough to make things like this exactly. happen, so it makes it even better. Well, I don't know if that's a good stopping point or not, but it's just nah, like... No, yeah, I think that's uh, that's where we're at. Um, yeah, so let's uh, let's wrap this up, and maybe we can get into another one next week or something and kind of carry on a little bit deeper into what you had on there, because there there's still a lot of good stuff on there. Anybody else have thoughts to add? Leah? I mean, I feel like we we covered everything really good. Did you have fun? Yes. <laughs> good first <laughs> podcast. Nothing experience. to be nervous about. Huh? No. <laughs> Took you a little while to jump in, but you got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> what about you? I'm good. You're good. Yep. You got anything else? To be continued. Well, um, I'm going to sign off here. Then I'm just going to let you know that um, on Sunday nights at 7:30 we have a dinner together. It's one of my favorite things in the whole week because. It was another accident that we kept going, but it, it really is the time that you get to connect with other people. Uh, you get to hear stories. Um, you get to share life, and that's what Christianity is. And then at 8 o'clock, we have a, an awesome worship service. And I mean, the worship, the last 
several times has just been crazy. The I mean the hearing the young adult voices just blare back at the stage. I don't know if you can hear that when you're up there, Leah. Okay. And, okay. Um, but it's it's amazing. So we'd love to have you here. And then on uh, Wednesday, Tuesday night, and Wednesday night at seven o'clock, we have small groups. It's the same small group material each week. Um, but again, it's another time, just opportunity to share life and get to discuss things and uh, see that you're not alone in this and see that you got people that, that want to help you walk through it. So um, I love you guys. I'm glad that you joined us and uh, we hope to see you soon.